The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deek speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the bar and the holy toast. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson. Guest Charlie Clausen's Justin Hamilton and Rob McManus are here holding a mic between them. That's professional. Yeah. See, right now I am talking, but Justin is holding. Yeah. That's how good he is. You probably couldn't pick that up. Only a trained ear could pick that up. And even that trained ear would go, I don't know, it could be either wrist. Right. That's pure Hamilton, that wrist. This is 100% Hamilton. I'm actually uh, pretty good with a mic. I don't want to talk myself up. But what do you mean by that? Like just holding it. And being able to put a, put uh, put it in different directions. Wouldn't it be great to? <laughs> oh my god! That was people a did change. not see that at home, but that was the most brilliant. It was like you made your point and then you proved your point. You were like a professional wrestler who like announced his finishing move and then just did his finishing move. And the amount of panic that sets in when I just suddenly go, "It's pointing at me." Say something. Say something and make it really witty. Yeah. I would love to just see you able to walk around day to day with just a microphone in your hand. Yeah. So you just order a, a sandwich or something at the shops and then just pass the microphone over and just see what happens. Right, and then when your sandwich comes back and it doesn't have the cheese you requested, you just bang your microphone and go, is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want one of those uh, kids' ones as well. You know, it doesn't plug in. It's just like, uh, and it's like garish colours, like purple and orange. Oh, and it just catches play, out. They play little tunes, don't they, sometimes? Yeah. So you can always, you can always also entertain, which is great. Yeah. You could just, you could say something really witty you could cut down someone like in a line or someone who's annoying you and you could just drop it and you yeah. just drop the mic and you can walk away yeah. do you reckon there's kids doing the classic chris rock i've killed this drop the mic at the end of their sets that would be like <laughs> that kid's the button and you just hear no sir yes sir yes sir three bags full drops the mic bang i'm out of here recess time yeah <laughs> that is a weird invention, though, because, Rove, you're about to have a tiny human. Yeah. And I can't imagine that at any stage when you have a tiny human, you're going to go, you know what, we should get this tiny human? Something that will amplify the noise they're making. Yeah, I have a, uh, a nephew that one Christmas was given a microphone and uh, not electric, it was all battery powered, uh, but a guitar and microphone set, which probably seemed like a good point for three weeks, and then it was unwrapped. And then, <laughs> and then the world learned that it was not a great idea at all because he wasn't old enough to strum. He wasn't old enough to really speak properly. It was just a whole lot of yeah, yeah, strum, 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 yeah, yeah. I look up into now. Like, if you put that yeah. on YouTube, I was gonna say, people would start to sweat. I yeah. mean, Triple J would yeah. play that. I've been to a few concerts where I've heard that sort of. That's that's got unearthed written all over oh, yeah. it. <laughs> 
But I would, uh, yeah, I, uh, things like, uh, and the little mobile phones, like the toy mobile phones and stuff, mm. I think that's a bad idea. You don't want to like your baby business. I've even had now. a baby yet, and I'm already turning into a grumpy old man who doesn't understand the young people's ways. Uh, I'm interested because you, you are both, and this is a question to both of you, so you can answer it as you will, uh, but you're both adult men who enjoy a toy. Or an action figure, yeah. or a collectible, or whatever. <laughs> whatever you, this is the Lego what, again. Whatever you guys say to, to get yourself to sleep at night, you both are those guys, right? Yeah. But Rove, you're about to have a, a child. Will your child be able to play with no. your adult? Uh, yeah, yeah. No need to even answer that question or get to the end of it. No, the child will not be allowed to play with my things. Yeah, hang what? on. They're not. They're not toys. What are they? They're collectibles. Yeah. They're and, and they're investments. They're long-term investments. And I've had countless partners over the years yeah. who have said to me, and even strange women uh, who were just brought into my old flat right. on a Saturday night, never to be seen again, yeah. who would have... When you men- say never to be seen again, you mean by you, right? Yeah. You don't well, mean... I don't, get- I don't know what happened on the way home. <laughs> I helped them into a cab and then I just washed my hands of it. Officer. Oh, it's just weird that you bring- wash your hands straight away. That seems weird. But the idea of bringing someone home in your single days and you go, yeah, yeah, come on, and you you end up in the bedroom and there's just a row of Pez dispensers staring down at you off the wall. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what would you do in that situation? Well, I'd be fine. The pressure wasn't on me. What do you I was mean? used to it. Yeah. Oh, right. Ah, oh, I see. That's that's. My I thought you meant. I thought you meant like the pressure was on them. Like if you're really good, I'll give you something off the top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that, not that one. That one's that one's yeah, too expensive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, one of the doubles. Yeah, but uh, that uh, I used to find. I think it was a bit unnerving. For many, uh, for many a partner along the way, and many have questioned, well, how is it an investment? Like, right. who, how is it an investment? Um, well, see, this now we now I have to call you a cab. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wash my hands and call you a cab. Which is really weird because we're at my house. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, they're the rules. <laughs> it's really weird. It's this weird sort of uh, I don't know how you find it, Hamo, but you the fact that you buy something usually off eBay. Uh-huh. That's an. I got an old uh, original Nightmare on Elm Street talking Freddy Krueger doll oh, right. uh, the other week. Yeah. Wow, in pretty good, not mint, but you'd say near mint, <laughs> aka good condition. Yeah. And uh, it talks. He talks. He's great. He's in the box, so you get to stare at him as he is. You don't have to take him out and ruin it. Um, and the fact that I bought that off eBay says at some point I too could put it on eBay or whatever the future shopping. Website would be telepathy. Telepathy. Yeah, yeah I could just send it. I could to also at some stage be the person who realizes I need to offload this shit. And that's it. There's right. also part of me going, if it all goes to shit, yeah. I've got a lot of stuff here that uh, that people would buy. When the movie The 40 Year Old Virgin came out, mm-hmm. I went and saw it with my then girlfriend who said, you know, if you hadn't met me, this would be your life story. Wow. And oh. it was very true. Wow. Very true. Because you realise, I spend a lot of money on toys. Do you yeah. spend a lot of money on toys? Uh, I spend a little bit. You know, the, the, it's, it's much harder being a 41-year-old man buying uh, Lego. Lego for everyone outside of Adelaide. But I should point out, you call it Lego because that you found out that's actually how it's pronounced. I had a Danish girl who uh, came to my gig, Hamo, and <laughs> she told me afterwards that it's actually pronounced Lego. So we're not that far off. So Lego is the South Australian yeah. pronunciation. Okay, yeah. right. That's our thing. 
that's what we've got going for us. Uh, and so, so I've just started buying a lot of that. And this is what I do on a Saturday night when I can go out and meet a nice lady and settle down, maybe have some kids of my own someday. I instead think, nah, fuck that. I'm going to get into my tracksuit, put on a DVD and build some space Lego while, I, Lego while I'm watching uh, whatever I feel like watching. And then at about 11 o'clock, I look at it and I think, well played, Hamo. Go to bed. Now, hang on. Do, do, does it have the instructions? Like, do you have to like yeah. follow? So, hang on. Are you just like? Is it just like putting something together? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I like, do. Is there any? Tell them how the lady sawed in half. <laughs> is there any more to it than just putting something together? Well, it depends on what you build. Like sometimes it rolls across the ground because it's a space truck, or sometimes it's an insect that uh, has uh, shoots eggs from behind, and out of the eggs, little things come. That's crazy. But it's not like a jigsaw, right? Like no. It's a 3D. The problem, see, jigsaws, you can only do it a particular way. Or the jigsaw police will come over and they'll tase you. But with your Lego Lego, you can do whatever you want. Nowadays, it seems you you buy a box and it has to be that thing. It has to be a rocket ship. It has to be. Oh, yeah, because in the old days, it was like. You just buy multicolored bricks. Right. You got some bricks. Just fucking make something. Just make something. Use your imagination. Well, that's what I get. But these ones where it's like got to be a thing, that's just to me like doing IKEA. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like. Yeah, but end up with a little bit at the end. Is there a tiny. Always one little bit of Lego. Lego Lego Allen key. Yeah, there's actually quite a lot of stuff that's left. Yeah, I know. It's it's addictive. It's definitely addictive. I like it. Like yeah. Had, speaking of the uh, sitting down and watching television, <laughs> we had a, a moment the other night, my wife Tasma and I, where we were sitting down and uh, looking at what's coming up on the the planner, our television DVR, IQ, whatever you want to call it, planner, TiVo, and uh, just kind of, okay, well, we've got the night. What do we want to watch? There's some old shows that we haven't gotten to yet, some new ones that we want to keep up with. What do we, what do we want to pick? And we chose what we wanted to watch. And then she turned to me with this horrified look and just went you realize we are counting down how many of these we have left and then it will never happen again for about 20 years the idea of it's just you and i by ourselves what do we want to watch on tv yeah it was terrifying i mean you're right though and we've committed now we're way past the point of being able to do anything about this right but you aren't past the point of being able to fit in a lot of dvd box sets Yes. Like, my point is that you've got to watch every... Like, you've got to be so up to date by the time the baby comes out that it's fine for you to have a few years off. Yeah, I was talking to someone who has two kids and uh, they were saying... uh, They were talking about going to the movies and I said to them, oh, what are you going to go see? Like, the uh, Gravity's out at the moment. That's the big one most people are wanting to go see. And he turned to me and he said, I haven't seen... I have two kids. I haven't seen anything in the, at the movies that isn't animated in the last five years. Oh, you could still see Gravity. But that is... Hey, that's that is true. That's a little animation joke. The, but that's... I find that but horrifying. Watch Gravity, couldn't they, sort of? Yeah, I always think you should uh, introduce the word agoraphobia as early as possible into a young child's life. Yeah, oh, you can hold your breath as long as Sandra. Off you go. Off you go. I think... <laughs> There, there is an element of like sometimes I think about this about our lives right which is that like you know there's times where it's going well in your career and not going so well or you know a mixture of all those sort of things but there's still a part of me that every day no matter how shit things have all, ever gone like look at my friends and they're like oh I have friends who say oh I wish I'd seen any of the Oscar nominated films and I think I've been to the movies three times before midday this week. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I have four full-time jobs. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's that freedom of being... I mean, I still love going to see a movie. I, yeah. That idea of not being able to... Uh, going just, alone as well. I love being in a cinema oh. by myself. 
When I get the opportunity to do that, there's so many people I know who say, but why, like, why yeah. would you do that? Isn't it, doesn't it feel lonely and sad? You go, no. I've even had the opportunity, dare I say, to kind of go, nah, you know what? If I go home now, you know, I'm not missing, I don't think I'm missing anything in the last 15, 30 minutes of this movie that's really not gripping me. I'll just go home. Yeah. And I've actually, and I hate to say it, but sometimes just walked out of a cinema because, yeah, I, I get it. I get what this is. And I, and I think I can leave because it's not building to some twist or something at the end. And Bruce Willis has been dead the whole time. <laughs> what? I told you it was a bad time to leave. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Rove did have three very awkward dates with the chick from uh, The Crying Game. <laughs> <laughs> she said that big lump in her throat is very normal. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, the, the three dates broke down into a three-act structure of which if you'd had hung around to the end... You wouldn't have had to go through How that. many movies would you walk out of? I, I'm interested in this because I find it very hard to walk out of a movie. In fact, I think I've only done it twice in my entire life. I never have. You I never did. have? Yeah. Um, and it's not out of uh, disgust or anything. It's just purely... No, no, you're uh, done. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I get it. I walked, actually, I did walk out of the second Transformers, I think it was, where I was like, okay, this is more of what the first one was. That's cool. That's fine. I wasn't gripped by the first and... and Again, and, I I, and I'm sure you didn't go into with massive expectations that the second one was going to be. No, so I was like, okay, that's good. I've, I've seen enough of this. And there was one, oh, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it was a Japanese film uh, that I think they, they tried to redub into English. And it was about like, it was like a modern day Godzilla type thing is how it was sold. But it was, yeah, some sort of giant fish monster creature thing that, this is going back maybe you know ten or fifteen years, but um, actually no, not that far. Maybe ten years, eight years, and um, yeah, I kind of started watching that, and the reviews had said it was really good, and then I started watching it and was not. Was that the host? More oh, maybe. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the reviews were really good. <laughs> if it was the host, the reviews were really good. It had a real buzz. Yeah, and it's kind of hammy. I actually quite enjoyed yes. it, but it's very yes. very hammy. And it was one of those things that you know. I found a window to go and see it and then had something else to do that day and was kind of looking at my watch going, well, you know, I've seen what I need to see of this and it's good but it's not great. And if I leave now, I can kind of get a jump on that. You should have stormed out in front of it. And if I'm thinking that, then I might as well just go. You should have stormed out and said, I'm a host and this is not representative (laughs) of my life at all. This weird fish creature has not asked one question about this person's new album. I'm out of here. <laughs> it would have been great if that movie was you about... You can a, all say hi to your mums for me. A, God, a Godzilla uh, creature that arrived but didn't want to destroy Earth, just wanted to host a Tonight Show. Just <laughs> sits down at a desk, right. just yeah. hoping someone will turn up. Um, Destroying the network, metaphorically. By the way, I can't stop thinking about the Transformers uh, second movie and if only it had been made by Francis Ford Coppola because you could have followed Optimus Prime modern day on earth and then you could have followed his dad when he was in sicily as a young boy coming over to america that that i would have stuck around to see the end of definitely definitely well why couldn't you do that with a transformers film like add a little bit surely you can everything's salvageable don't you think there was so much with all the transformers movies that could have been done though no but i love the idea that like michael bay will knock off a transformers 4 which just this week he did get attacked by a man with holding an air conditioner yeah you know did you say that (laughs) yes a man with an air conditioner attacked michael bay and without irony it's like the world's shittest version of transformers a dude holding an air conditioner Uh, But um, he finishes up and they just give it to an interesting director. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're just like, hey, we're going to make another Transformers movie, but... We don't need you to do it. No, we're we not going to... works. Yeah. yeah, but we're going to get, like, someone who's... Yeah, Terrence Malick. Wes Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get Wes Anderson's take on Transformers. See, that I would stick around for. Right? I'd watch all of that. Have a great indie soundtrack. And so, uh, yeah, so that's, that's, uh, that's probably the two movies I have walked out of. But I had this feeling of... Uh, it's going to go one of two ways once we have a baby. It will either be... We will never see daylight and I will lose all ability to have any kind of topical reference whatsoever. You're having a vampire baby? Yes. Right. Okay. I mean, that's the plan. Right. Isn't that what we all want? <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. Gosh. Although imagine that. Imagine having a vampire baby because here you are going, well, one day it will grow up and leave home. Yeah. yeah. It won't. This thing will never get any older. That's no. true. Oh, God. It will be like a six-month-old baby forever. And it will cost a fortune in vitamin D tablets. Right. Oh, that's a good I never point. thought of that. Breastfeeding will be painful. Oh, these I are mean, the not, times. Not my problem. Not your yeah, problem. I was about to say, I mean, that's why we're men, right? Right? Come on, guys. Gosh. Every day I just think, thank fuck I never have to breastfeed a vampire baby. <laughs> I've, I've constantly had that thought. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Um, yeah, but the idea of uh, it could either be we are so housebound that we're going to watch every box set of every oh, yeah, television right. show that's ever been made. Particularly or when there's li- not enough time to do anything of anything. Particularly when they're little. Like, surely there's a bit of time when they're just a baby where you can watch. Like, before they know that they're old enough to watch Dora or The Wiggles or whatever mm. it is that kids watch, Penelope Pig or whatever, surely there's a period of time where you can still be watching, you know, well, I take a leaf out of the movie Three Men and a Baby. And let's be honest, who doesn't do that on a yeah, daily basis? Right, that is true. Where um, there's a scene where I think it's Tom Selleck's character is reading to the baby out of a sports magazine about a boxing fight. And he's reading about, you know, the, the champ took a right hook to, the, hook to the jaw and fell down, stunned, his nose bloody. And some one of the other characters, probably dancing, always had to get his head in. Yeah. Um, fucking dancing. Fucking dancing, if I had a dollar. Um, so, uh, so he comes in and says, you can't read her that. And Tom Selleck turns around and says, it's not what I read to her. It's the way I read it. Oh. And I think that's, there's something to be said for that. A kid doesn't know. You know, colourful characters dancing around on screen could be, you know, you could show them Watership Down. They don't realise all those bunnies are being garroted and shot no. at the end of that movie. They just see cartoon rabbits. Dear Forum, I always thought the letters to your magazine were made up. This is a lot of stories. <laughs> this has um, never happened to me before. You, you were talking about, uh, you know, Asian redubbing of things. This is not quite the same thing, but it occurred to me uh, two nights ago when I went to get some Thai food at the local Thai place just down the road from I here. love where we're headed already with this. It's racial. It's going to get racial. Look out. Strap yourself in, guys. Uh, it's not my fault. Uh, it's one of those <laughs> So gentle It's one of those The defence rests It's one of those Thai places Where they trade on the fact That someone who wants to go to a Thai restaurant Wants to have a spelling mistake In the You know In the menu And that sort of thing You know how they like, They Thai... intentionally Yes Because when we they had a tra- segment on our show That we did very well out of for this, With this kind of stuff For many a year What the Right Yeah It was yeah. like Every other one was either, It's a vegetable that looks like a dick Or an Asian menu Where the letters PH Are with an F And right. look out <laughs> What that spells sometimes But that's what people want <laughs> And, like, when they changed the menus, they kept the fact that it was spring rolls on the other one. Hey. And on this one, it's spring rolls. But their new slogan that they've just put up on the wall, because they've just started delivering. They've never delivered. I normally walk down and pick it up. And they've just started delivering for the first time. <laughs> and this is their slogan that is on the wall. And I will go down there and take a photo of this and put it on the website when this goes up, just so people know that I'm not making this sure. up. 
do, do we get the guess? Or? Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, Justin, you can have the first guess. Right. What is the slogan of the uh, new Thai place down the road right. from my house? We now deliver. Pretty good. You're, you've certainly found the right sort of. They've played on the funny way they might say. Well, that's. Words. I was going to go with twenty minute, twenty minutes, or it's flea. Oh, <laughs> very good. This is the slogan of the Thai place down the road from my house. You ring, we bling. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh. if they there's any complaints, they are not complaints here. for me. They could be setting themselves up for a fall where people are expecting to have some kind of Get jewelry, some bling. Yeah. right? Yeah, some sort of grill across the teeth. You ring me bling. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would. I would definitely. If I could get a J Lo in thirty minutes, I would right. fucking do it, and yeah. I would be addicted to that shit. I'd right. like it would be my secret shame. Why isn't Hamo coming out? Ah, oh, he must be building Lego. Lego again. Nah, he's fucking addicted to ringing up and getting a 30 minute bling. J-Lo. Yeah, can I get some Nasi Goring yeah. and my name across my knuckles in gold? Yeah. <laughs> Would be great. Thank you. Cash or credit? I would like some prawn crackers, which I will eat with my diamond teeth. <laughs> so have you, have you brought this up with them? No, so the first night, like, this was... Are they looking, like, when you come in, are they like, huh, huh, the sign, huh? Did you see it? So I think I went down there, like, two nights ago. Sorry, two, sign, sign, ago. you see, you see, sign. Well, here's the bit, thing about it is, they speak great English. Ah, so wow. they're definitely playing to the... But is that not... That's weird, isn't it? Don't, that's owning it, isn't it? But no... It's isn't that just like a, a like a black and white minstrel show or like? Oh, a, hang on. Are they, are they did very well out of his career that way, Mister Miyagi and um, um, Al. Al from Happy Days. Yeah, but uh, hang on a sec. Are they Taiwanese? Yeah, and it's a Thai place. Yeah, so that kind of makes it all right, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What We're going to call this podcast. None of us understand what racism is anymore. <laughs> Welcome to the most vanilla podcast in the world. <laughs> Maybe they've cracked the code. Maybe they've cracked the racism code. If they say, right, if we embrace it, if we go out in the front foot, look, oh, you've got three Caucasian males here going, I don't know, should I be offended? Should I embrace it? I yeah. don't know what to do. Oh, I just order something and run. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. They've already won. <laughs> We're debating They're this. smarter this. No, the worst thing is I'm never going to ring. Like, I'm always just going to go down there and pick it up because they can't rhyme that with something racial. <laughs> I love that idea, though. Yeah. I love the idea of them just kind of going, no, let's, let's intentionally write it wrong. I, wonder- I don't know what the Australian equivalent of that would be. No. Struth cover will put something in our... No, I can't do it. Uh, you, I don't know how to be racist uh, against myself. You, you ring, will deliver? Because <laughs> we always put an upward inflection at the end of everything. So you're always going, I don't know if this is going to turn up. You ring up and, and we might bring it, yeah, nah, nah, yeah, nah. Not as catchy. No. Not as catchy. Sorry, I was eating some of the delicious chips and dips we have. This is, a t- this is the first um, toe fop, a faux fop I have done that is catered. It's been fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we're, we're sitting at the kitchen table in my house. Justin and Rover sharing a microphone and there are... Just very- as mates, nothing weird. <laughs> Very, yeah, don't share, share microphones, guys. Yeah. Haven't you heard the stories? Yeah. Um, and there are, there's a selection of uh, corn chips and dips and homemade guacamole and some chocolate on the table. So occasionally when you guys are talking, I've been <laughs> eating some <laughs> exactly. of that stuff, which I'm sure people will hate at home. You're building up the energy to 
keep the conversation moving. Yeah. It needs Thanks, to be man. done. It yeah. Be done. It's like a pit stop at the marathon. Yeah, exactly. We don't, what you should have is someone here just holding out a little cup of Gatorade or something. Yeah. Right. So that you can run past and... At the 30-minute mark. Yeah. yeah. Grab it. <laughs> so that, yeah, each, each little bag of uh, chips or each little corn chip that you would dip in, you only get to do it every so often. Who, who would you want to be, have as the person uh, holding the Gatorade cup? Like, I reckon we want someone what who... Do you mean? Well, I reckon they've been a star, but they haven't been a star for a while or they've got a low profile. Oh, you're talking about someone who's like a bit of pizzazz. Like, because yeah. maybe not for you guys, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but maybe if I'm inviting someone over the house who's never been over before, yeah, and you want the person who's holding the Gatorade yeah. not to freak them out, so they should be someone who was at some stage, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. a popular celebrity. Yeah, but they feel safe now because the celebrity status is not what it once was. Right, but also they're happy for the yeah. work. Like, I mean, we've got to get someone who's happy to come in and hold a Gatorade cup yeah. for a free podcast. Sure, yeah. so they've got to be available. Mm-hmm. You, like, know, you know what I mean? You know who would be good? I who? reckon Wally Masseur. The oh, ex- former Australian tennis? Yeah, yeah. I think he's a tennis, a very busy tennis administrator. Yeah, but just for the day. But he'd have lots of good stories, you know. I think he'd be pretty relaxed. I feel like he's out, out of our budget. Is he? I'm worried that because he's in charge of the water, he knows too well when fluids are meant to be administered. Uh, yeah. and, I think we could he get... De- he will deny us the cup. I think we could get Richard Fromberg. Oh, from Wayne, Wayne Arthur's. I feel like there's someone we could get if you want a tennis player, but I just don't feel, I feel like you've aimed a bit high with Wally Masur. What about Mark Edmondson? The uh, surfer? No, the tennis player from oh. the 70s. <laughs> he had a yeah, moustache. Well, the fact that I didn't know what's what. He's in. <laughs> He's in. Like it was a good one, too. <laughs> like it looked like he just fucking went, here it, it is. Done, it-, it was done without irony. Back yes. in the days when moustaches were manly moustaches, yeah. not twirly little, I'm going to tie someone to a railway line moustaches. Yeah. You wore it because you fucking did. Can you imagine if we. Did- <laughs> Can we just imagine if we rang him and like wrote him an email, found his website, found an unused like email address, and we're like, look, we've got this idea. You might know us, like uh, Roman Manus, Will Anderson. Like, if you watch the top, maybe you've the guy like, that takes the photos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> little we've, plug. We've got you know, and he's like, oh yeah, maybe. And then we're like. Uh, we can only do this deal if you still have a moustache. Must well, this, send photo of moustache. Well, this is as controversial as when um, famed Australian <laughs> game show host Baby John Burgess oh. yeah. got rid of his moustache. Yeah. Very controversial yeah. move at a, at a late stage in his career. Yeah. Who also doesn't like the name Baby John. Does he not? No. Well, keep the moustache. No, that was given to him and everyone called him Baby John Burgess, but he prefers Burjo. Oh, of course. Yeah, and when he did, later did Burjo's catchphrase... Uh, that was yeah. That was a good staple for you on Triple J Breakfast for a, for a certain window, wasn't it? Uh, Burjo, in fact, Burjo and I still run into it. I used to have a joke about Burjo's catchphrase. Like it was a TV game show in Australia, and the idea of the show was that you had like a card, a bit of cardboard, and it had like a drawing on it, mm-hmm. and you would identify from the drawing what the saying was. Yeah, right. Sometimes the squares would come off one at a time, and yes. so you- oh, that's right. They revealed it bit by bit, so you might not see the whole thing, right? Yeah. So eventually the reveal is there's a a cloud and it's like got lips and like winds coming out of the cloud and then there's the word someone right mm-hmm. and the woman's buzzed in windy person and she's <laughs> is it windy person for five hundred dollars i'm not good at this the woman's pushed the buzzer now what, what it was was to put the wind up someone 
to oh, put the wind up someone, right? Gotcha. But this woman's pushed the buzzer and she, she goes, I think I know it, but I can't say it out loud. And Burjo's gone over and she's whispered it in his ear what she thought it was, blow someone. She thought it was blow someone. I love this lady. She thought on Burjo's catchphrase that they were like, oh, yeah, is, blow, is it blow someone? Is that one take it up the ass? Is that one put a cock up your nose? Is that the like? Even if you thought that's what it was, right? Wouldn't that? Wouldn't there be an, a more overpowering part of your brain that would go? They wouldn't do that. They can't. They wouldn't do that. But the pressure of, I could win the cash prize at the end of the day is like, I'm going there. Yeah. I'm going there. Is it's it Virgil, Who knows what he's going to do? He's a maverick. He yeah. took his mustache off. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it? Little finger up the shooter. <laughs> well, what a great I game mean, to play. It seems weird. It's a reach around Sunday. Right. <laughs> Great name for a kid. I'm going to write that one down. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a cut my balls and tell me that you love me. We, <laughs> we, uh, we wanted to do it. I can't even remember what the bit was, but we had a bit on our show, um, our TV show, where we needed a, a, a well-known uh, face and, and voice. And we thought Baby John, Burjo, Burgess, yeah, Burjo. great for it. And uh, called him or called his people... And he was too busy. He had like a corporate gig or something that he was doing. Uh, and uh, so instead, we ended up getting uh, another well-known, mustached Australian <laughs> game show host, uh, Mr. Ian Turpy. Ian Turps Turpy. Yes. Who was great at it and um, did a wonderful bit at the end of the show where we got him to do a joke for us where he was saying... Uh, and when you hand this to a person who has had a very successful career and is now finding themselves at the other end of that career, to sort of hand them this joke and say, would you be happy saying this on air? And for them to say yes, I think is very admirable. So he said, one day you're hosting supermarket sweeps, the next you're sweeping out supermarkets. Oh, that's good though. It's a good line. I mean, it's a lovely And he line. happily did it. It got a great response. And uh, he's since passed away. And so I'm very glad that we have that moment that he did on our show, which is a really cool thing to do. And then I saw Burjo a couple of days later on a flight, and he was very upset that his management turned around and said, no, this other gig he's got is far more important than doing stuff for you. But we have a wonderful moment with Terps on camera forever, and I'm very pleased we got that. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. And Burjo's a cool guy. We still keep in touch. Oh, right. Because we used to do weird stuff with him on the radio show for that, you know, same funny reason. But he was really cool about it. And now he does Perth Breakfast Radio for, like, some hits and memories station over there. I should say, Will is choking on a drink right now. It sounds like he's getting choked up at the idea of uh, Terps not being with us anymore. And he's holding back the tears, which he may well do. Maybe he went up to get the drink to mask the fact that he was getting a bit emotional. Yeah. His Big hit. money, no whammies. Oh. <laughs> Big money, no whammies. I haven't seen him like this since we last saw Keanu Reeves and Charlize Theron movie together. I still do Burjo's radio show every time when I go over to Perth to do shows. But they've got him in this building down the bottom of like this radio station in this tiny little sort of one person you know, radio studio and it's like a cardboard box down the bottom of the studio and he is doing a very popular and doing a great job mm. doing the show but there was just another part of me that was like you're fucking Burjo 
Yeah. You know, you, no, no one keeps Burjo in a box. <laughs> His moustache, yes. Right. That is on display somewhere in a museum. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's... Because uh, he was... Because I grew up in Perth, and he was the guy. Like, he yeah. was the morning... The original personality. Guy. He was it. Yes, he was a personality. And... Uh, and then he got to the point where he had a gig on a radio station in, I think it was Melbourne, and they got rid of him because they said he was too old. And he kind of came out swinging, and rightfully so, as a radio guy with that much experience to be told, no, you're too old. There's gotta yeah. be, that's got to be a bit rough for an icon. And now, you know, I'm glad he's back in Perth, though. I, yeah. like, I like the... I, I've got something that... I don't know if you guys have this, but when you go back to your respective hometowns, when you get to either perform in a place that you saw someone in or you get to, for example, if I get to be interviewed by Berger myself or there's another presenter over there called Gary Shannon, um, uh, Boddicker, you, I know yeah. you do stuff with Boddicker's Bunch Hammo. Like they're all people that, and I don't mean, and I mean this completely with all respect. I grew up listening to these people, right? And then when you get when you get a request saying, "Do you want to do something for this show?" You go, "Absolutely, shit, yeah, yeah, of course." Well, God, I get to be talking to these guys, absolutely, or to get to perform on a stage. Like, uh, there's a beautiful theatre in Perth called the Regal Theatre, and the first time I ever got to do shows there. Uh, I got to perform at the Regal, and that was the place I went to go and see people like that. Like one of the, the the first stand-up live stand-up shows I ever saw was Alexi Sale, mm-hmm. and he was on that stage. The Doug Anthony All Stars every time they came to town was on that stage. I've since even had the ability to perform at the Concert Hall in Perth. Now I only ever saw Billy Connolly and Ben Elton do stand-up at the Concert Hall, and to sort of be in, granted it's your hometown, which helps, but to go well now I get to sort of live that which I grew up with is really fucking cool. Yeah. Is, Have you had that? Have it's, you got to do stuff like that? I, I like perform radio stuff or with people back home? Uh, I, I got to do some radio with uh, Steve Bedwell and <laughs> but, <laughs> but he was he was just a flyby. He was only in for a little while so Well a lot of people have rotated through though in yeah. in uh, South Australia and Adelaide. Uh, there's not quite the, the and Wilson. I mean, it doesn't count when you see Limo every day. Just that, that, that doesn't count. That's just that's just hanging out with your buddy. No, uh, Ann Wills doing stuff with Ann Wills was now, she fun. was a legend. Explain for those who don't know. Ann Wills was a big uh, Adelaide personality, uh, so much so that she. You remember when they used to give out the the logies state for the based logies. Yeah. logies. So the different states used to have their own TV shows, and so the big TV awards, the Logie Awards. They would also have state by state logies. Yeah. And they changed that and they stopped doing that because Ann Wills was going to surpass. I think that she won as many as Graham logies Kennedy. as Graham Kennedy. Yeah. But they were the state based ones and they decided that they probably should stop handing those out. <laughs> yeah. If someone that most people hadn't heard of except outside Adelaide. Yeah. But she's brilliant. So one day I was talking about Ann Wills on the radio in Adelaide. Yeah. And she rang the radio station to say. Oh, that's right. Yeah. To say hello. That's Adelaide. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Adelaide where you can Every, just mention someone that we got them on did, the line. The first time I did the Fringe Festival in, in Adelaide in 96, I had a joke about her or a reference to her, even though. And I, 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 it was only because I'd seen her on television. Did she do the weather? Have I got that right? Oh, man, she, she had her own movie review show. She did lots of things. And uh, so I'd only seen On TV. Her, and I um, mentioned her on stage, and it got a bigger reaction than I realised. Yeah. I, I didn't realise the impact that this woman had. And so I just dropped it in every single night. And then one night, someone in the audience said, she's having dinner next door. <laughs> 
And uh, so I've left the audience that I... A lot of people don't know that uh, Rove performs to entire audiences of Muppets. Yeah. yeah. And when, when the, the person pointed, they wagged their, wiggled their arms. She's over there, yay! Uh, and then, uh, I mean, the hecklers are really hard to deal with. Why we have that box up right. there, I don't know. And they get the same seats every, yeah, every show. Every time they come back, it's like, why do we give them those why seats do, again? And why do they come back? I don't know. They, don't they really don't it. like this show. Why would you sit there? Uh, and I went across and ran through the entire uh, cafe restaurant. Could not find Anne Wells. Could not find her. Well, she's short. Is she? Yeah, yeah. She's a she's a tiny lady. I hear she's like great fun. Is oh, what I hear. I hear yeah. like she's one of those people who's still great fun. Yeah, yeah. She's. Still I think got you'd the like moxie. to have a night out with Anne Wells. Without a doubt. So have you crossed paths with her? I have. I, I interviewed her for the Adelaide Fringe website last year, and, and she was because she was doing stuff with Bob Down. Yes, that's yes. right. Last year, she's still going. Yeah, yeah. Good. And, and she looked amazing. Like you know, she uh, like she looked like an older version, but you know in amazing condition and she's still sharp and she's got that look in her eye. I went... I'm actually going to get employ her. I'm going to be responsible <laughs> for her comeback like Quentin Tarantino, you know, like... Oh, yes, I've already talked to her about it. <laughs> I've, I've wanted to do that. <laughs> what are you doing? Are, you, are, we allowed to, are we allowed to let it out of the bag? I don't think anything's going to happen with it, but I was telling her that I wanted to put together a show for her because I reckon it would go gangbusters. Well, here's the idea. This is the idea of the show. I'm going to get her to redo each of my stand-up shows. <laughs> But with her, like, but her, she just does it with the same parts. Will's, Will's like, off of oh, yeah, I am the Will's Russ. <laughs> Kill Will's. Like, <laughs> Will's Larius. And we'll just Terra redo. Will, Terra Will's. <laughs> Good Will's. It'll be great. She'd be up for it, too. It's just her singing my greatest hits. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Michael Klim. No, the. Um, <laughs> Everyone's like, oh my God, it's Adam Will's. Oh. <laughs> I saw her my mum my won tickets to a movie preview that she was doing for FX. Remember FX oh, yeah, with right. Brian Brown oh, and yeah. uh, Brian Dennehy, right? So right, this, eh? is, this is how great. It's a good film, FX. It is. And Willsie came out and have, had a little chat with us. And she honestly told us this story about how, you know, she met Brian Dennehy and went out for some drinks with him and was thinking, hello, something's going to happen here. And then he took me back to my hotel. And you know what he did? He shook my hand and left. I thought, Will well, wind up someone. Yeah, he, <laughs> and she said, "Well, he missed out on a good time," and that's what she told us oh in, in, in in the cinema. So I, I brought that up with her. I said that was one of the funniest things, and then she just went, "Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. I was quite up for it," <laughs> and it was amazing. Moxie, indeed. Oh yeah, Lizzie, she's done it again. Yeah, <laughs> I love that though. I love local uh, personalities. Yeah. Um, Actually, I think the news team in Perth that I grew up with are still there, Rick Arden and Susanna Carr on Channel 7. And I think this year, maybe next year, clock up 30 years reading the news together, which is extraordinary that people like that are still going. Yeah, because you, you've read out a lot of news. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, They've big things. They've seen it all. They've all, seen it all. All the big things that occurred happened together. That's like almost my entire life they've been telling me what's going on over there. There's a guy in Sale uh, called Darren McCubbin, who I don't know if he's still doing this, but he was the local celebrity, like even on a smaller level. Like he was the guy who hosted local theatre sports and yeah. – um, <coughs> choking again. <laughs> he's still with us. It's okay. The guy Apparently uh, it's not a good idea to eat heaps of corn chips during a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they get caught in your throat. Um, but he was the town crier. He was the local... Great. Like, in a town that there was no reason for someone to be a personality, he was a personality. 
that was impressive. Yeah. Yeah, because it's easy when you've got lots of outlets to show yourself around. Right. And there's plenty of opportunities too. Like there's so – you don't realise how many things need a someone to host them or or officiate them or do them or whatever. Until you have an email account that is available to the public and people uh, email you about the things that they assume you could do. Sure. I don't know if you've ever had that experience. You might not have. But because my email is public, occasionally I'll just get that email that – should go to your management and then oh. the management would politely explain to them that yeah that the that that's never going to happen right <laughs> you are not going to come and yodel for them right like hey i've got 30 mates coming over for a barbecue and we've got like 400 bucks and you can drink as much as you want would you out for Doing like an hour and a half or something at the uh, party. I hope you pass that on to Fleety. You know, do you remember when Fleety was doing that? Have you heard this? Fleety's... I'm getting Fleety a lot of gigs. <laughs> Fleety, he did this. He's telling me he did this gig where he went over for some teenagers, went over to their house, and they all got the teenagers. To... Yeah, for like 15, 16, they paid Fleety to oh, come okay. over. This is all no, no, right. It's all right. It's all right. And so they're all sitting there getting stoned, and Fleety does like that's not all right. They're teenagers. Well, uh, anyway. They were the, for medicinal reasons. Yeah, because they all had, oh, okay. They, they, they all, all had osteoarthritis yeah, in their hips. Yeah, they all had glaucoma. Generative. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Well. So anyway, you've never met a bunch of kids with better hips and better eyesight. Now, right. right. So they're ahead of the game. Anyway, they're all pulling bongs and they're watching Fleety perform for about forty minutes. And at the end, they're like, "Do you want to hang around?" And Fleety's like, "Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm still no, young with not? the kids." And yeah. so he has some pot and he drinks some beer with, night, with teenagers. With, with, yeah. with that, they have bad glaucoma. <laughs> and then the night finishes with him. Outside, throwing up all over their tennis court. <laughs> but did he get his money? Uh, yeah, without a okay, doubt. Good. He got paid good. first before he re- oh, recovered man. their court. Guys, that's where, it into clay that's court. where Fleety spewed on the tennis court. <laughs> Why do I feel there is an untapped market that we're just not scratching the surface of? Oh. I mean, the thing is, I guess that you could... Like, imagine if you just started... Like offering on your website or whatever, but like on the down low in some way. Imagine if you went on a Silk Road, you know that yeah. that website they've just shut down where the dark net, where you were able to get like uh, you know, order drugs and guns and you know child pornography and shit like that. Imagine if you're searching around the dark web and it just turns out that <laughs> you're offering five hundred gig, five hundred dollar gigs just at people's houses, like not on your actual website, but just no. like if someone clicks on, then yeah, they're in like a dark corner of right. the internet that someone just stumbles across, yeah. and there's like your wacky headshot. <laughs> Imagine the gigs you'd end up doing for, like, you know, like an, a nice couple in Cuba. How could you ever say no? You couldn't. Like, every offer would be the promise of something exciting to add into the next gig. Yeah. I mean... Or the potential of there not being a next gig. It's, it's almost a TV series. I it's feel like... a comedian who's performing in illegal places. Yeah. How... Just, just getting by without dying. The, the yeah, voiceover but, would be great. Yeah. Oh, where's Rove going to go this week? <laughs> where's Rove going to get raped this week is what the show would actually be called. In the undernet. Yeah. <laughs> the dark net. That was weird. It was, were you fascinated by that? Did you, ever, did you know anything about Silk Road, Rove? No, you, before no. This one was of those things when, it's when people say, uh, this thing has now been banned that I even knew there was a thing. <laughs> what about you, Justin? Were yeah, you aware I read of a little it? bit of, uh, through Wired magazine, actually. Yeah. They had some pretty big articles on it. And what is your understanding of, like, the... Because uh, I don't... I, I mean, I only know what I knew from the news and I had an awareness of it a little bit beforehand yeah. that people were, like, you know, buying drugs and guns and stuff. But yeah. Well, it's 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 and an it's off the criminals. Yeah, it's it's off the grid internet. 
Do you know what I mean? It's like it's it's outrageous. I I can't even fathom. Like I read how they did it, and I still didn't understand it. Like you could have had Venn diagrams and everything, and I still don't understand what, what how how do you not know that it's there? But it, it was me, all there. It took fucking me eighteen months to learn how to clear my browsing data. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can't disable these cookies. Yeah. Yeah. So was it? So it's not like you just typed in www.silkroad.com and it would come up. It would be like, well, I don't know what you mean. It's the internet equivalent of wow. there's a password to the woman behind the bar and if you do it the right way, you get into the speakeasy out the back. I don't know how you got in. How did no. you get in? I can't remember. I know, because you had to have like, I know it's like the sort of thing where they disguised your server. So as soon as you were there, like they had something where, you know, it said it was in a different country or whatever. In the same way as you can get like an offshore like internet account to watch like Netflix from Australia or whatever, which I guess is technically illegal. But at the same time, in the grand scheme of like moral, you know, things is, is if you're still paying for your Netflix or your Hulu plus or whatever it is that you're debt, like you're not stealing the content. You're just saying, you know, I'm in a different place. Well, there was a couple of those companies that, that do provide that type of service who, um, attacked Google, I think it was, and he says, like, well, I'm sure if I didn't get that right, Google won't care. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was. I can Google it. <laughs> that uh, they had put filters in place in their search engine so that if you typed in how do I illegally download Game of Thrones or whatever it might be, right. it wouldn't give you any responses or would send you to some weird little website that just like a Yahoo Answers website or something that wasn't very helpful. Right. So they were putting blocks in place for people who wanted to get whether it was uh, you know, illegal substances or illegal downloads or illegal anything, yeah. um, it, it, it wouldn't allow them to find it that easily. So I guess it can be done, but then you cut things away. How do you feel about the idea of downloading things? Because you're a person who makes their living you know, you know, as a content provider. It's very interesting. I don't mind too much... Because I'm someone who's at the other end of it. So I'm, you know, on a small scale who's very happy for anyone to find me on a larger scale. So any clips of my show or anything I've done that are on YouTube, have at it, go crazy. The the, the amount of people I've come up who... uh, who are outside of Australia who have seen the show mainly from stuff on YouTube, I say, great. And I could take all that down in a heartbeat if I want to, but for me it works as a promotional tool. Mm. But my wife, who is an actor who makes a living out of stuff that's made in, on film, the idea of someone getting that illegally takes money out of their pocket or even uh, she's also an author. And if people don't even buy the book, they get it somewhere else illegally, that's literally money out of her pocket. Yeah. So she has she's a bit polices it a bit more than I do and it's made me more aware of how impacting it actually can be. Yeah. I never. It's actually okay because I, I live mostly in America, so I can get to see most of the stuff I want to see. Right, anyway. and I look. I, I would say that because like, I would be lying if I said I've never like illegally downloaded something. But I have a policy of always buying anything that I illegally download. Yeah. And the only reason I'm ever illegally downloading something, and it's happening less and less these days, but was in the past where I was watching shows that I could not wait the three weeks until, yeah, like, you know, like, like Lost. Lost, for example. <laughs> that was the big I mean, Lost, big Lost essentially drove me to, like, learning how to steal stuff from the internet. Like, before then, I didn't really understand how it worked. Yeah, that's all you took but from I, but I always kind of felt was like, oh, well, I know I'm going to buy the Blu-ray when it comes out and I'm going to get the box set. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. I'm going to buy this content. I just don't want to have to wait. But it's astounding that that's kind of becoming very much the norm now. Like a, I remember when like the first time I went to, on holiday to the States, and this is going back 
you know, to when I was maybe about 15 or so. And I came back with, um, well, probably VHS then, of uh, movies that hadn't been released in Australia yet. But they were, it was so, the, the window was so wide between a release in the States and a release in Australia that something could be released in the cinemas and then released on home video DVD and you could bring it back before it's even out in cinemas here. But that window is closing and closing where there's international worldwide releases on stuff. Yeah. The new uh, Doctor Who 50th anniversary yeah. special is coming out and it will have a simultaneous international release. Yeah. And shows like Game of Thrones, and which is one of the most popular but also apparently the most illegally downloaded show on That's television. That's right. But, I think, but I think it, hurt, it doesn't hurt its numbers. I think Australia's number one, so that's something to be proud of. I think we're For the illegal download. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yep. It does mean that what they do now is they, they fast track it. Like all the shows that have Nation just come out in... Uh, <laughs> all the shows that have just come out uh, in the States for their, the big fall um, releases normally wouldn't start airing here in Australia. I would have thought every other year till our television season starts no. in yeah. February. In the past, often after they'd been cancelled in America. Yeah, exactly. No. And that's going to screw you around. Like, you you could see a show that was coming and go, well, that only made it to three eps. They're not actually going to get to that in February. Yeah, yeah. So now they have to fast track because people will otherwise illegally download them and then they won't watch it when it goes to yeah. I'd love us to see us get to a point, and I'm not sure how like you know uh, capable we are of this, but it'd be great if you could just buy some sort of pasta content. Like as in, you know, I want to watch... Pasta? Yeah, pasta. Yeah, okay. some sort of pasta content. Yeah, sure. So, so you know when the show's ready to download, you throw it against the wall. Throw it against the sticks. wall, and if it sticks, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's very carb heavy, but yeah, sure. very nutritious. Uh, no, uh, the idea that if you if you want to watch Game of Thrones, for example, you know, how, like sometimes you buy a record now, and it comes with like you can download this also yeah. electronically, yes. right? Yes. This should be one of those with like I want to buy the Game of Thrones thing, and that means. I can access Game of Thrones mm-hmm. in whatever I've paid for Game of Thrones now. If I want to watch it like on the internet, I can watch it if I want to watch it on blah blah blah. Like I would be wrapped if one day, probably not in our lifetimes, but if someone could like if they want to come and see my show, they can pay for it individually. But if someone at the start of the year wanted to go, I'm gonna sign up to like the like I'm gonna pay a hundred dollars to be in like the Will Anderson package this year, and like if I put out like a book and a show and the television and the pod, and you could just go like you get like three hundred dollars or whatever whatever amount worth of stuff, and other people could just buy it. I just want yeah. people to be, and then you can just like make shit. Well, it gives you it someone gives you the make capital. that is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you're like the guy that um, the oh, you're Steve Jobs, the guy who has come up with the idea for the the new speed train that was apparently going to get oh, yeah, you yeah. from uh, LA to I think it's San Diego, San Francisco in a heartbeat. Yeah, and people are going, how well, how is that going to be done? Oh no, no, I just came up with the idea. So no. it's up to someone else to make it. Yeah, that was what he was like. Oh, you know, I. Uh, no, I said this would be a great idea. Yeah, I just yeah. I, I don't just know how you do it. A train with like speed lines and a little cloud at the end of it, <laughs> right. going whoosh. But that'd that's be, it. Go make that happen. That'd be great, though, guys. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Well, come on, technology. <laughs> come on, <laughs> get out of the eggheads. <laughs> I, I like that as an idea, though. I like the idea of signing up for the package because I think it would also be uh, quite inspiring as the the person that's. You know, if you've sold a whole bunch of things. Well, I guess it's like buying a thing to a website or whatever. Like if you paid like a, you know, like there's websites where you pay like $15 and you could like have as little or as much as you want out of that. So I guess that's probably the model where you could put all your stuff in the one place and people get like an access pass and use all of it or could just download individual bits of it. What do you think of the Netflix idea of 
releasing everything at once. I like it. I mean, yeah. that's how I like to watch television. But I mean, I'm, like, here's okay. Here we go. <laughs> Strap yourself. I don't want to like. I'm gonna take some chocolate. I don't want this to be like a you know a hard hitting editorial. But here it fucking is. Oh. Can we decide as a human race? That I think there should be an amnesty period between when people, you know, give spoilers about really monumental things. I understand that. But it's got to be, as a human race, a legitimate amnesty period. You cannot get angry at people about giving away the ending of Breaking Bad if you are on the internet yeah. when Breaking Bad's finished. Yeah. Like, you know Breaking Bad's going to be finishing. Yeah. You I know s- people are going to tweet about it. Yep. If I- you are that worried... Be up to date and fucking avoid it until you've seen. That's what I did. I have had people get mad at me for not even... uh, And there's one specific example I I can give. I was watching Game of Thrones, and I'm very mindful that I'm watching it in a place where other people are not watching it and won't get to watch it for a couple of hours or a day or who knows how long. Yeah. And all I put in there was something about... um, It's amazing how on Game of Thrones, uh, you know, an entire... I can see an entire, an entire village of people that have been killed and all it takes is one dead horse in that scene for me to go, aww. And someone sent a reply on Twitter going, oh, you know, thanks for the spoilers. And I was like, well, firstly, dead horse spoiler, I don't think is ruining a lot. And secondly, My you do realise the, in, the inherent irony in you complaining about spoilers while surfing through social media. Right. It's crazy. Just I, avoid I've, it. I've got, an, I've got an even worse example of that. After the third to last episode of Breaking Bad, the Ozymandias episode, I wrote on Twitter, oh, Breaking Bad, bravo. And someone had a crack at me. Don't ruin it. And it's like, it's, it's not ruined. I didn't, I didn't know. It could have been a shit episode. Now you've just ruined it. Yeah, now no, I've got expectations. Now I know it's going to be excellent. But I was in, <laughs> No, but I... But this, I, I was so, going to miss the final episode right. of Breaking Bad because I ended up coming back to watch the AFL Grand Final in Australia. And so actually stayed away I, from text messages, emails, everything for three days. Right. Just in case. But that's your responsibility. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, I people, is... I my wife, take out any right. newspapers in the house because they may well write stuff on And if someone then came into that space and, like, you know, revealed it, that would be shitty. But otherwise, it's your responsibility. I was in a discussion the other day and I was talking to someone else who'd seen the final episode and someone was like, oh, I'm only up to series three, shh, shh, spoilers. And I'm like, no, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. It's been out, like, two weeks now. Mm-hmm. That's the zone. Yeah. You don't care enough to be up to date, then I'm fine with you not being up to date, by the way. There's plenty of shows that I'm not up to date, but you, I don't go around expecting the world mm. has to change itself to suit me. Yeah. I'm the one who's not up to date, yeah. so if I hear fucking spoilers, that is my fault. I made a joke, and it wasn't even really a spoiler, it was a joke uh, on stage last night about the TV show The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I made a reference to it, and. I'm only up to season two. Well, there was a. There's probably don't a spoil it, man. <laughs> Don't spoil it. Justin's only up to season two. And uh, they've been had, dead the I whole exactly time. That. Well, Holy shit! <laughs> well, my res- my response to you is catch up. You are slower than a walker. Yeah, because oh, oh. <laughs> that's, that's that was yeah, my no. feelings. Like I, I made sure I was mindful. In fact, it was something out of uh, I think it was around season two or something. But yeah. uh, oh, now you have ruined the whole thing. Sorry, I don't know how I'm going to mention it to you. No, 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 I'm not going to mention it anyway. But it's the idea that. Uh, yeah, what is what are the rules? But also, no. But this is the that? but this is the point. Is like even in this moment, what just happened there, <laughs> right? There, it's clear that you were either possibly going to talk about like you know a spoiler from breaking from uh, the Walking, Walking Dead, 
or we were going to move on. But if you're a person who's listening to a fucking podcast and that conversation starts and you're like, oh, I haven't seen that yet, mm-hmm. then fucking turn off the podcast. Mm. Like, yeah. you're a person. You can do... I mean, I'm not saying turn off the podcast. No. <laughs> but... But if, you know what I mean, Like, right? you, can, you could press stop now. Right. And then you wouldn't hear... That the final scene in Six Feet Under is uh, watching all of their deaths and Tony Soprano may or may not die at the end and the last scene of Lost, Jack's eye closes and at the end of The Shield, Vince Mackey gets away with it all and it looks like he's going to come back and Breaking Bad, you watch Walter White die. If you'd press stop, you wouldn't have heard any of that stuff <laughs> and nothing's ruined. But that's a good point. And it wasn't a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, she had a dick? What? <laughs> What? <laughs> but it's a good. It's it's the, one of the things that uh, someone brought up with. Uh, I think it was House of Cards, which is one of those mm. Netflix shows released yes. all at once. Yes, was that they said one of the problems they had with it was the fact that you couldn't have that conversation that you have with a weekly show. You can't yeah. get all right because right. it's, fa- it's and fair then a to week say, to think about on a week to week basis as Breaking Bad would have or a Game of Thrones would have. You watch that episode and you've got seven days. To watch it. Yeah. It airs, you've got seven days to watch it. If you haven't and someone says something to you like, oh, my God, what about the Red Wedding? Right. You have no right to turn around and go, oh, I haven't watched it yet. You really have an onus on you to do that. Yeah. But when it's all delivered on the same day, all 13 episodes, where is the point where you can talk about where you're at? Which I thought was a fair point. No, no I, and look, I mean, when Lost was on, like... I mean, I wish that Pete, someone had recorded all the conversations we had about what was possibly happening on Lost. And that was great because you had a week to kind of muse over things and yeah. research things and sort of like invent things that didn't end up happening. But That was part of the fun. It was fun. I watched House of Cards two episodes at a time and then I'd give a week off to because I like to think about it and I like to think about what's going to happen I like to have theories and I like to be wrong about theories as well yeah. I find it really exciting to go oh I reckon this is going to be happen uh, happen and then be so off the money you are good at that though because like you are good at having a theory and then not caring if the theory is oh, yeah. wrong no, some I'm people fine. are like upset but you're fine with that yeah yeah no it's, oh well played that was good <laughs> man do you want to hear my theory of how I reckon Mad Men will finish because yes. I fucking love I Mad Men do. so much yeah. spoilers so the <laughs> um, so this is this is how I'd end it. Second okay. to last episode, the last scene is Don Draper driving off from New York in a convertible, ripping off the shirt, taking off the tire, discarding it, and he's what he's doing is he's once again leaving his life behind, and he's going to go and start again somewhere else. And then the final episode is set. 10 years in the future, and it's a grown-up Sally Draper, and she's found him, and the whole episode is just the two of them talking about you know why did you leave and who were you and this is what you missed out on if they're not listening to this right now and writing that down and then oh wait and then he flies into a drives his boat into a a hurricane there you go make it easy for yourself and it ends up living as a lumberjack yeah that would be perfect that would be perfect why wouldn't you end a show like that? Why wouldn't you? Oh, that's right. Because it's a shit ending. Oh, that's right. Because you all thought Dexter was a superhero. That's what the writers yeah, talked right. about him being, a superhero. So I haven't seen uh, the final episode of Dexter, so don't spoil it for me. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> no, but again, so this proves my point. Yeah. I watched Dexter. I, I dipped in and out a lot over the last few years, I must yeah. admit. But Fair enough. But... I know that the final episodes happen, and I know what happened in the final episode because I read about it online. Yeah. And I want to watch it at some stage, but I was just like, oh, well. Yeah. I'm not round to it yet. It's, it's a fantastic 
ending in how it's bad terrible, it is. right? It's That's horrific. what everyone it's said. It's terrible. Ordinary. Yeah. Like it's terrible. Like you know, like one of the main characters. Uh, you, who would you say is the after Dexter? Who's the most important person in that series? Uh, I would say that his sister is probably right. The most. Yeah. Right. Really, good, really good point. Right. I mean, I mean, it's really their relationship that's the heart of the whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she not only dies in the last episode. Well, she dies. Yeah. Oh, spoilers. But <laughs> <laughs> you don't even see it. It's it's off what? camera. Like it's just kind of he turns up and she's dead. Like you don't like she's been in it for what eight seasons. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even get a death scene. Are you kidding me? No, like, you know what? That can't. My, that cannot my wife be true. About that, I said if that was you as the actor, that your final scene yeah. is not actually not, on camera. You don't even your, get your a final death. Scene is you is lying down on set yeah. for twenty minutes. Your final scene is not a scene. No. How how would you feel about that? And yeah, what did she say? She yeah, she understood. She was like, well, you know, depending on the script, and she was a bit diplomatic about it. But then she she went, yeah, you know what? It would be shit. You would want something. And she was very mindful of well, she had her big scene earlier in the episode, so it's okay. Um, but yeah, my wife does like sleeping on set a lot. So, <laughs> all right, <laughs> fair enough. But you, you you could you still could have just seen her, you know, laying there, and then she could have had that bit at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, and at least she could have, have mouthed Dexter's name or something. Like, you know, what I mean, like something rosebud or something. It was his sled. It was his childhood sled. Let's ruin everything. <laughs> It was oh always the planet Earth. It was always the planet Earth. Can you imagine someone who's seen all the other movies, but we've just spoiled Citizen Kane? <laughs> Everybody, no, someone who's listening to this like has like that before. Like, someone okay, was let's laughing. See. I've got I've yeah. got my um, uh, DVDs yeah. set up to watch. You know, Citizen Kane. Here is yeah. one of the greatest films of all time. Never yeah. seen it. Box set of the wire. I've downloaded uh, that, all of Dexter. Yeah. Here we go. Like, you know what? Before I do that, I mean that's going to be a lot, a big commitment. Right. I'll just listen to an hour and a bit of faux fop, just the latest yeah. one, just before I get into it, and then oh. just watch the blood yeah. drain. From no, because you know what? At this point, you're going, stop listening. Stop you? listening. Yeah. I like more the idea that someone thinks they're so up to date. So they're like, through this whole bit where we've been spoiling things, they're like, they're so cocky. They're like, I am more up to date on shows than these fuckers even are. <laughs> there is nothing they're going to say, but the one thing they haven't seen is Citizen Kane. Yeah. And we just fuck that and, up. And, and, they, and as they hear it, as they hear it, they look to their left and they see it all wrapped up in a new Blu-ray ready to go for that night. That would be the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're at that time where we need to wrap this thing up anyway. So, uh, oh, don't tell us how it ends. <laughs> it ends like this. Spoilers, uh, Justin Hamilton. Where can people find you on the in the World Wide Web and in the world and in the internet and at the Sydney Comedy Store and places like that? All right. Uh, for people in Melbourne, there'll be the final season for the year of the shelf. Uh, who's on the first episode? Uh, the first show we have uh, uh, Cal Wilson, Claire Hooper, Charlie Pickering. Tom Gleeson, Dave Thornton, Tegan Higginbotham, Adam Richard, and Are Damien you describing Power. the lineup for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival Gala? <laughs> the lineup's not that it's good. <laughs> Only the shelf could fit that many people on one night of comedy. Right. It's the longest running show in showbiz. Yeah, it really uh, it really does kick some goals. Yeah. We've got Tony Martin, Celia Picola in the second one. Along this season, if I may. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's when you, what you do is you ask someone uh, on air, on, yeah. on a on a podcast recording. It's yep. okay. I'll edit that out, Justin. <laughs> Sonny, why are you moving your wrist away? What? Justin? Oh, anyway. Uh, Justin's mic technique was fantastic okay. until the very final bit. Another room. <laughs> uh, you can also hear my uh, podcast. Can you take that photo? Go, look. Can you take this photo, please? <laughs> I'm new here. Never, never listened to it personally, but I, I hear it's good. 
Uh, we, we we have some we have some people on that have never been on before, and that's really exciting. Uh, Simon Palomari, so I know he's on the, the the most recent episode that yeah. uh, got loaded up. I haven't had a listen yet, but I'm looking forward to hearing because I like Simon. He's a guy that I see around doing comedy all the time. Doing yeah, interesting. Yeah, so a great one recently with a, a, a good friend of uh, mine, all of us, uh, Peter Hellier, and there was a lot in there that that was uh, great. I wasn't aware of. Oh, and, me too. And I'm looking forward to. Did you do part two straight afterwards? No, or? no. It's like Tony Martin. You know what? They're both. Both of them have that same thing where they give you information that is amazing, and then at the end of it, they're like, "Was that okay?" It's like, "Nah, that was fucking great." It's amazing. They both yeah. have a lot of stories that you just don't expect are there. Yeah. Yeah, like I think with Tony Martin, he's been on four times, and we're just up to Martin and Malloy. <laughs> <laughs> and like on the Hellier one, he hadn't even been on the yeah, loft yet. He hasn't yeah. started doing television at all. So uh, spoilers: his career ends up okay. Yeah, yeah. It does well. <laughs> he does well. Uh, you can also I'm blogging about every gig I do this year, so you I'm can loving get... that by the way. Now, have, oh, have you been reading? Yeah, and it's so fascinating. Here's the: I was saying this to you this afternoon because you're staying at my house this week. Mm. Um, that. Are you going to continue to do that next year, or is this like are you've done? You'll do it for a year because I know it's very labour intensive. Yeah, right? so there's seven hundred words to a thousand. Some get bigger than that. You know what? I can't. I'm kind of into it. I thought it was only going to be for the year, but I quite enjoy it. I actually think it makes me. I think it's made me a better comedian. I think it's made me a more honest comedian with myself. You know, so uh, yeah, maybe I'll continue with it next year. I'm doing the festivals next year, so that will be a new thing to write about. Uh, so that you can do, you can check them out at justinhamilton.com.au, and I'll be in Sydney on the 29th of November uh, doing a solo show at the Comedy Store, and you can get tickets for that through the Comedy Store website. And um, Rove, uh, this won't go up before tonight. So, but is there other gigs that people can? <laughs> You are lazy, but you can't get this turned around in four hours. I might be able to, <laughs> no, no, but no. probably not in time for me to get it up, people to listen to it, and also make an impulse decision on an eighty dollar ticket for a gala. <laughs> <laughs> what has the world come to? I want that. I'm, I'm going to come up with the something that can make that happen. Some, I'm going to draw it on a piece of paper. Someone else come up with it. Um, well, I'm back to uh, Los Angeles on Sunday. I will be um, at uh, uh, the Hot Tub Show. Oh, that's an awesome show. Uh, at uh, the Virgil in Los Angeles, November 4. November 6, I'm going to be part of the Comedy Gives Back uh, webcast. Oh, that's uh, a great um, uh, initiative as well. Yeah. You've done yeah. that before, right? Yeah, it's really good fun. Um, set up through YouTube and a, and a, um, a charity organisation called Comedy Gives Back. Um, so uh, keep an eye out for that. People uh, can watch it online and yeah, get involved. Yeah, it's like, And there's gigs happening like in LA, in there's one happening in Sydney that they asked me to do. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm busy that night, but just at home doing yeah. coke. But no, <laughs> I'm fucking giving enough back. <laughs> That's your one. Sp- comedy gonna give something to me. <laughs> That's your one special night of the month. Like it should not be messed uh, with. And then, uh, yeah, hoping it uh, looks like the, there's a, a possibility of doing some uh, gigs uh, in Sydney at the Comedy Store at the end of the year. Oh, awesome! Working on some stuff for uh, something next year, which would be great. Speaking of that, I am at the Sydney Comedy Store from this Thursday doing my work in progress shows, which uh, at least this week will probably be entirely improvised shows. So if you come in Thursday through Sunday, uh, that's what they'll be. Maybe next week I might have some more stuff. But uh, And uh, if you like the show, rate it on iTunes. We always appreciate that. And um, just keep downloading it and spreading it around. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Thank you, Will. Thank you. I would pay $100 for this package. <laughs>